Welcome to another Back at Handling podcast, Can You See It? And today we've got a very exciting young man here. Uh, I've just met him maybe four weeks, six weeks ago, called Chris Suter. I can feel it, there's something in the water. Anything is possible. Uh, so Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself and how we actually met. Well, Drew, yes, by the way, thank you very, very kindly for having me on your podcast. I am a big fan of yours, as you know and I've alluded to. Uh, yeah, so my name's Chris Suter, and I'm a business person um, by trade. I'm also a husband, a father of two beautiful young girls, and um, I do many other things extracurricular, if you think about that. I do a bit of DJing, I do a bit of motivational speaking, um, yeah, quite a wee bit of charity work and stuff like that. So, But my main... My main being in life, if you want to think of it that way, is number one, father and a husband, but number two, my business. So I am a tailor by trade and my family business that I'm a part of is called Suter Brothers and it's right smack bang here in Belfast. And we make suits, funny you enough. You couldn't have picked a better name. I know, my surname is definitely Suter and was born like that. And we've actually traced our family name right the way back into the 1600s. So Boys. yeah, we've We've got a, a, a strong lineage of, of family there. Now, I can tell you another wee thing, Drew. Right. My grandfather was a young gentleman called Samuel Souter, and he married a beautiful young lady called Rachel Taylor. Oh. So my granddad was Souter, my granny was Taylor, and here we are, loaded years later, and um, yeah, I'm a tailor by trade. So and your father... Did you start from your father's business? It did, yes. So, um, um, dad and the family were born originally in Mono. And right. um, as you can imagine back then, very, very little money, um, very, very humble beginnings. And um, they moved northwards in the early 60s. And after a couple of years of, of tech and stuff like that, dad found he had a real love of clothes. And you know what, where it came from? I've asked him this, where did it come from? It came from him not having any clothes growing up. Boys. And that is that is a honest story. They were so poor. I'm sure you've heard all that story. You've heard the we anecdotes in the past about one shoe between ten of them and stuff. That yeah. was our family. Boys. They were really, really, really poor. And um, yeah, he he drew a quick affinity to to work and then having money and then with any sort of small amount of money they had, he went and bought clothes. So mm-hmm. he sought out a job in the clothing industry and um, a lovely gentleman called John Collier. Our uh, business called John Collars gave him a go when he was about 15 years old, and that was him into the menswear industry. And here we are now, because that was 1960. That was 1967, I think he started. Yeah, 1967, he started the menswear game, and he only retired there um, just a couple of years ago right. through the health. It's funny you mentioned John Collier because uh, I would be similar age, maybe to your father. Yes. And I remember an advert. It was called. It went like this: John Collier, John Collier, the window, window to watch. watch. <laughs> Here, brilliant marketing because brilliant. people still remember it, Drew. I remember that, so that shows you. Isn't that brilliant? Uh huh. And like maybe I need to come up with some sort of slogan you for need, people to remember. You need to get a, a new tune for Suter. I do. Whatever, I do. We'll think that. about that after. You and I can discuss yeah. that after. I think I'll put a few lines together for you for that. <laughs> uh, I met you. Yes, I met you at an event. Okay, you were speaking at it. I've never met as enthusiastic young man uh, for a long long time yes you're very passionate about mostly I would say mostly everything you do yes. But certainly when you're speaking yes you come across very positive so 
tell everybody here, how do you keep so positive? Because you are a positive well, guy. Yes, one of the things that, um, that I try to achieve every day, Drew, is to make somebody else smile. Because um, I, I very quickly learnt, even growing up in the sort of my younger adolescent days, I loved entertaining. I got a kick off making people happy, making them smile, making them laugh. And it made me feel good, and mm -hmm. not in any sort of egotistical way. No. I just like doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And as I got older, and you know, responsibility within the world, you, like your lives are shaped as you grow older, and certain things take precedence, mm -hmm. um, and, and people change, you know, and they maybe lose that, that um, almost that drive that you have when you're a kid, just for a t literally just craving attention. I was one of those attention-seeking kids. That was me. I was just always. Here, there, everywhere, trying to get attention from everybody, just trying to get some, some sort of something back from people that made them smile, made me laugh, you know. Mm -hmm. But you know, as you get older, you know, all of a sudden you're put out into the the working world, and you're paying taxes, and you're paying rent, and you're getting families, and you've got all these other issues. And some people kind of maybe lose their way with that. I've been able to keep it true yeah. since I was. I have never changed, and you can ask anybody of my family or my old friends. I have tried to stay true to myself the whole way through and it now gives me great value in life that I get up yep. every day and I try to bring the way I see the world mm -hmm. to other people yep. and we have this wonderful medium now called social media and there's now this ability to put yourself out there in front of them, the entire world on a huge audience and show people who you really are and yeah. show people what you want other people to see it and thankfully people get a bit of a they, they get something out of me in what I do mm -hmm. because oh, they there's, definitely do. you know there's there's problems everywhere you look and don't get me wrong Drew I have plenty of problems plenty of issues like most other people but I just choose to be happy yeah and I think that's one of the things that um that I spoke about at our event that yeah. we met at that you know I don't think happiness is achieved. I think it's chosen. I choose to be happy That's every exactly day. Right. And can't. I go yes, I go out of my way to mm -hmm. be happy. Mm -hmm. Whereas some people just sit back and wait for happiness to come to them, whether it's success in business or it's success in family or it's some other entity, they sit back and, and wait and don't go and get it. I go and get happiness yes. you, every day. You have a saying. Yes. It's on your podcast because I've listened to yes. go, get up. Get up, get out, get at it. Get up, get out and get it. Now, and we wake up every morning with those three things in our head. Yes. Get up, you're up. Yep. Get out, get out yep. and get at it. Yes. That is powerful because there's an awful lot of people in the world just to hear that every morning, yep. you saying that, you don't even know the amount of people you will help. Yes. Because that's all they need. They don't need line and verse they just need a couple little things to say right tomorrow tonight today i'm yeah. gonna get up get at get up get out and get out that's it hashtag ggg if you yeah. really got that hashtag i have a little saying myself yeah uh, that my wife keeps me going about this all the time drew when are you going to grow up <laughs> you see i don't want to grow up chris <laughs> because see as a child that's what you were talking about yes when we do things as a child People do laugh, let's be truthful. Yes, they do. And if you bring that with you, you're, not, you're, you're a brain, you're a smart guy, but you bring the laughter. Children make me laugh. Yes. You've got two lovely daughters. I'm sure there's times you could see them far enough, like my, my <laughs> yes, kids of course. Yeah. But they do give you pleasure. They do. And it's that childishness. So childlike faith. Yes. Childlike faith is the secret that you've got. Now, I want to lead on to a couple of things because 
I was in your shop, yes. very, very nice shop. Thank and I've seen, seen people, uh, photographs, boxing gloves, you seem to be in the box. And then I came back to the office and said, darn, I think he's in the box and if he did boxes, no, no, he was an MC. Yes. You stand in the middle of the ring, so tell us a bit about oh, that. Oh, flip, right, so that was, do you know what, that was just, right, I'll lead into that in a wee second. One of, one of the things that I feel that I am good at, Drew, is making decisions, right? And I can make a very quick decision um, to do things without having to think too much, but to make a, make a, I'm able to equate um, the implications and what it's gonna take, what this decision is gonna, the impact the decision is gonna have on my life. I can do that very quickly. Some people tend to take a lot of time uh -huh. to, to, to think about decisions. Yeah. I'm one of those more impulsive guys. And it's, look, it's not that I make the right decisions all the time, but don't get me wrong, I make wrong decisions like everybody else. Um, but I am one of those impulsive decision makers, right? And one day i was at a boxing event right because i do i'm very much into the boxing. I, I dress all our local boxing stars and stars from across the water as in i make their suits and make them look all uh -huh. fine and dandy for the press conferences and i was at a boxing event um about a year ago now yeah about a year ago now and there was a i don't want to mention any names really but anyway there was there was an older mc that was in the ring mm -hmm. and i think the guy is just at the end of his tether now because he wasn't putting anything in the tree he was yeah. just up and next end of the ring went in and sell, blah blah blah, sell blah. Idea, was yes and i said to myself is there nobody better and i asked around and from what the guys at the ring told me no there's no really other there's no other mcs that we can that we really know of that would come and i was like you know what i'm gonna be an mc and on that night drew i just decided click of the fingers I'm going to be a boxing MC. The very next day, I had my application away to the British Boxing Board of Control. And within about six weeks, I had my interviews done. I had all the relative checks, etc., etc., done um, through, the, again, through British Boxing Board. And within about six or seven weeks, I was a fully licensed boxing MC. Unbelievable. Yeah, and I had my first event then, um, my first event at just the start of the year, which went absolutely splitting. But my goodness, what a baptism of fire. So, you would have thought the boxing MC is quite an easy task. And I thought, Drew, you just arrived, right? And you got given like a um, script, and that was you. Mm -hmm. And where you go? Well, what a baptism of fire. Whenever I got to the venue, the first fight was at half seven. I got to the venue at seven, thinking I was being early, mm -hmm. to be told that Chris Wright, have you got all your notes made? And I was like, what notes? And, and the organizer goes, your, your, your notes. And I was like, what, what, what notes, guys, is my first time. You mean you haven't got your notes done? And I was like, no. He goes, you have to find the boxer's name, where he's from, his record, his name, who he's fighting. I have to find out all the stuff myself personally. Nice. So, so MCs are usually doing this during the day. Uh -huh. I'm working flat out in my shop. I only got literally raced home from the shop at, at um, six o'clock, quick shower and change, into my tuxedo and down to the venue for seven. Ready just to, you know, let her out, give me the strip, I'm good to go. I had nothing during, I had half an hour, sorry, I had 20 minutes to get the first two fights worth of stuff that I had to um, read out yeah. off the internet. I'm Googling like mad, writing this all down, going, right, his name's this, and what's his, oh, his, nick, what's his nickname? Well, you have to go and ask him what his nickname is. And then having to go into the um, the change rooms, ask him, right, what's your nickname? Your nickname's right, how do you pronounce it? Because someone were Russian, someone yeah. were Far Eastern. 
oh Drew and so, then it was straight into the ring and boom away I went I felt at home now the nerves were shocking I was you could have seen if you see the videos of it mm-hmm. like in the first the first time in my hand was shaking yeah, I wouldn't but see it. after about 10 seconds Drew you got it boom this yeah. is me but you I see that's why I said at the very start of this that uh, you're a very excitable very motivational yes. person and I actually think you come alive when you hit the when you hit the platform yes well, that did because that motivates me, Drew. Yeah. See that feeling. A lot of people out there are worried about anxiety and the nerves, and yeah. they don't know how to deal with them. I take anxiety and nerves and use it as a driver for me. I love the nerves yeah. because I have learnt over the over years of just exposure to people and yeah. wider audiences and doing doing what I do that you can use them as fuel to make you better at what exactly. you're doing. Exactly. I love, I look for that next well, you feeling, work the, You work the crowd. That's, yes. that, that, that's what I see you did at that, yes. that event that I was at. Uh, and, you know, I'm into music. You're into music. You've also another little trick in your box oh. called DJ. Yes. And you're a DJ. Oh, do you want to go through about it? Oh, that's great. And you wear a big hat. Right, yes, you wear a big top hat. Yes. It's just pure class, right? So again, this is last year, right? This all kind of these these two things happened last year very quickly. Um, in my social media videos, by the way, you can get me at Chris Shooter GGG. I'm sure we'll talk about that. The answer. My, my my Instagram handle is at Chris Shooter GGG, and I put up motivational videos every single day. Whether it's me out in the car, it's me out walking, and it's where I'm just telling everybody to get up, get out, get at it, and that life's not gonna you know life's not gonna come to you. You gotta mm-hmm. go get it. And I overlay these videos with the most beautiful trance music that uh, that's it's called uplifting euphoric trance mm-hmm. okay and it's to me it's like the most beautiful classical music you could ever listen to but with a heartbeat over drip right so that's that's the way i see it and it makes me feel so enthused and so invigorated with energy and love and hope that i play it every single day of my life that's my i call it my positive trigger yeah and it's something I teach within my um, within my motivational talks. Let's see if you can find your positive trigger. Do it over and over again. So I play this music, right? So I had a guy in the shop getting a suit that owned a nightclub last July, right? And him and I were having great banter back and forward, Drew. And I just said to him, I'm sorry, he said to me, he says, yeah, I see you play the music. Did you ever think of being a DJ? And I was like, do you know what, Michael? I am, someday I'm gonna be a DJ. And he goes, well, why not just be a DJ? And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to be a DJ. So within literally a 10 second conversation, I just decided I was going to be a DJ. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I have a trance night on in two weeks. Do you want to DJ it? And I was like, Michael, by the way, his name's lovely fellow, Michael Brennan, Betty Blacks in Bangor. I said, Michael, I don't have any decks. I don't have any music. I don't have any headphones. I don't have anything. And you want me to DJ in two weeks? I said, oh, sure, why not? And I said, do you know what, Michael, you're right. Because Michael's a very inspirational guy too. And I was like, Michael, do you know what? You're right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to DJ in two weeks. So I took it on, made a logo, sent him a logo. He put the logo out in all the flyers and all the promotional stuff. There it was, 2nd of August, 2019. All these these cool DJs from around the around the, um, the area. And mm-hmm. then at the bottom of it, supported by his making his debut, DJ Suter. So within two weeks, I was a DJ. And I've taken that on, Drew, since then. Oh man, I've played with Judge Jules, one of my heroes. I've played an outdoor festival. I had a residency at a club in Belfast called 14, which I would have played every every week, if not every other week. 
I had another small residency coming on board in a lovely little Spanish cocktail bar called Liquor. Mm -hmm. And it just took off, Drew. And I do a, like a monthly um, podcast, I want to think about that there, on SoundCloud called Positive People. So I'll do a mix of all the new tracks from that month that, I, that have invigorated me. And people can download my music called DJ Suter and play it in their car, their earphones. and. You're it's a very talented young man, that'd be terrible. But you know yeah. what, Drew? Yeah. Here, I'm no different than anybody else. It's what I do have, maybe, is just that extra wee bit of drive and belief in myself. Yeah. No, what you do is you do what you say. You get up and you get at it. Get up, that's, get out, get at it. That's, that's actually And what's what you the do. worst can happen? Somebody says no. Somebody says you're a wicker, you know what I mean? What's the worst can happen? That's you're not going to go home and say, oh, terrible. Yeah. I just say, I'm going to go for it. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. Uh, Am I right in saying that one day I was looking at a bus? Oh yes. And was your face up? Yes. So I says, is that guy running the bus? <laughs> no, I got this little bit of, you know that you didn't do research? I did a little bit of research and you <laughs> right. yes. And So how did that happen or what was that all about? Right, so whenever I was building um, my, so, right, so I joined my, my family business in 2011. And one of the things that my dad and my brother, so yes, let me let me give you a brief history, hold on. So um, Suter Brothers used to be called Suter Menzer, and it was my dad and my brother, right? I had a car body shop business called SQ Design, I used to repair and paint cars. Um, but I sold that business on to my then business partner to join my family business because I just, I'd had enough of the car industry, it's a terrible industry, but no, no disrespect to anybody listening. Um, and I was having a family, getting married, and it was just the right time to join the family business, okay? Mm -hmm. But whenever I joined the family business, my dad and my brother both said to me, Drew, Chris, this business isn't, isn't broke, so don't fix it. In other words, what they were telling me is, sit in your hands, just do what you're told, and everything will be fine. Well, and you know what? Out of respect for them, and out of love for them, for about two years I did, I just sat back, and I used those two years to really absorb that entire business from the bottom up. Because if I ever do something, Drew, I want to know everything about it. Yeah. I just want to know the periphery of it. I want to know the guts of it and mm -hmm. how, why do you do this to get to that? And who is the right guy to speak to you about that? I used those two years to give myself a really solid base knowledge of yeah. the men's industry. And also what I did then, I'd done research practically every other night on YouTube and on the internet about tailoring and about all the different parts of the industry that I need to know. So um, I... After about two years, I started doing my thing. And to cut a long story short, Drew, within about four years, I had doubled the turnover of the business. Yeah. But anyway, not, I don't want to get too much into that. But anyway, yes, no. well, all the bits and pieces that I brought to the business worked, right? Yeah. One of the things that I brought to the business was getting me as a person and the shop as an entity out there within the business community. Yeah. And I joined all the different business organizations that I could. I went to as many meetings as I could. I shook as many hands as I could. I got involved in as many business organization um, events as I could. I got myself out there. Yeah. So it started to create a bit of a name and a profile for me yeah. as Chris Suter, business person and um, you know, owner of Superman's work. Okay, mm -hmm. it actually accumulated in me winning Belfast Business Person of the Year in twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, which is a great accolade. And um, so since then, I've just had a bit of a profile. So whenever um, visit Belfast, we're running a a concept, a, an advertising concept called Make It Belfast. And um, it was put to them that here, if you're going to celebrate retail, your man Chris Suter will do it. 
you know, uh-huh. he'll be happy to have a space in the set of a bus. Uh-huh. So they came to me and I said, Chris, look, uh, would you mind auditioning for the for the gig? And obviously there was me and another couple of retailers auditioning for it and I got the gig and it meant then that I was in practically every single flipping double-decker bus in Belfast. I was on about 48 um, billboards across the um, across the province. I was in Dublin. I was on the TV. We'd done YouTube adverts, TV adverts, radio adverts. The but, whole heap. But that all happened because you made it happen. That, that happened because I went out there and I got yeah. myself out in, there. Yeah. In fact, Darren, you know Darren, my, my marketing guy. Yes. Okay. Darren now because. I'm a bit older than you, Chris. Only you a know, bit, right? a little bit, only just a little bit. Yes. And uh, social media would not be really my bag. Yes. But with Dan, see on board with us now. Yes. We're getting the, the back at hand and brand out there. Yes. I'm getting my name out there. Yes. As well. So yes. We're a little bit behind you, but we're going to be working very hard to get up there. But you know what, Drew? One of the things that I found too. See all the things that I did, and this was this came back to what my dad and brother said at the start because my dad and brother would be very cautious in business and it's the reason why they're we've been in business for nearly 30 years okay yeah. they're very very cautious so part of um what i did i tried to drive the business through without spending money and it worked i what i did spend was time yeah my time yeah okay so when other people were going home to their family this is this you can look at this in two ways when other people going home to their family and sitting, you know, watching TV, whatever else, and just, you know, you know, relaxing. I was out in an event, I was shaking hands, I was here, there, and everywhere, yeah. driving me as a profile and my business as a business. And it didn't cost money. It didn't cost anything, Drew. Now, it did have an impact on my family life. You know, I would come home and Nicola, my Nicola is brilliant. And at some point, she would just say, she calls me suitor, but they not Chris, right? She goes, suitor, see you next week. Can you stay in next week? And I would say, of course, we will stay in. So I wouldn't go to an event next week. Yeah. But you would honestly, for years, Drew, I was at something every week. Yeah. And it involved me getting involved in a few different boards as well. I was involved. I was a board member of um, Belfast Chamber of Commerce for a number of years. I was board member of Belfast City Centre Management. But I was also um, founding chairman of a thing called the Belfast One Business Improvement District. And I'm um, very, very proud of that. We brought and a thing called the Business Improvement District of Belfast, which is, to cut a long story short, it's a, it's a business, the body that's set up, that collects money off all of the businesses within a certain area. Yeah. It then uses that money to make the area better for businesses, okay? Yeah. And it was legislated through government, and um, this, this, what we have done with the bid uh, in five years to change the, the city has just been unbelievable, mm-hmm. but I was the founding chairman of that. So there was days where I was coming home from an event, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, and I was straight up on the bus, not even taking my car, yeah. to go to a board meeting the next day, seven o'clock, to have a board meeting with all the different um, benefactors and different um, bodies yeah. or different people, just to try and make the city better. And a lot of people seen that with me then too, so not only was I um, trying to raise my profile and trying to raise the profile of Suter Brothers, but I was actually then giving back to the you city, help, yeah. helping the city. You were giving rather yes. than taking. You were totally. That's and I was there, I was giving my time, I was leaving my kids and family yeah. to go and drive that city and make it yeah. better. Because, you know, in business, I've been in business obviously a lot longer than you, and I know at the beginning of anything, when you start something, and even in the middle of it, there's sometimes you have to kind of chill out yeah, and you have to say, look, enough's enough. And reevaluate. And, and like, I still work, as you know, and I still try to build a company. But at times I have to step back and say, you know, I mean, last week I was in London, deliberately went to London 
with my wife to see my grandchildren. Yes. Which really motivates me, really motivates me. Because I'm into people, I'm into my kids, my, my own kids and their grandchildren, or my grandchildren. So your wife's a big part of everything you do, because I know my wife is. Yeah. So I actually forget your wife's Christian name. So Nicola. Nicola. Yes. So does Nicola work out herself in its position or yes. does she work at home? Or Nicola is a self-employed yoga teacher. Now Nicola was a civil servant for 17 years through right. and um, also did her yoga business on the side. She's a yoga teacher of about maybe I think 11 or 12 years now um, and about two years ago um, we decided to take her out of the civil service and give her a go at being her own yoga, now, yoga teacher. Now the, the civil service was great because it got us through her having the two kids. Yeah. Obviously with civil service jobs, you can imagine, you get all the different benefits, benefits. you get sick pay, and you get yeah. maternity and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So, yeah. you know, she gave a lot to the civil service, but we also got a lot back then out of the civil service in that job. But once the kids were then up a bit and could, um, were easier dealt with, should we say, time was right to give her, her worth. Her career. And her career. And um, she started out Suter Yoga and it's went great and she works it around looking after the kids and looking after me yeah. you know she is like i have to admit yeah. she is an absolute wonderful human being and um, i I'm, i would be lost without her yeah. and i truly love her about this class well you know she's the backbone drew i can't do what i do without, without her, her. Being there. Yeah. yeah i mean my daughter's very similar i mean her husband's in a quite a high powering job in yes. the city of london but my daughter owns her own company architecture company and she's guys working for her and she's doing this. And I watched her over the weekend, people calling her, doing emails, being able to play with Liam and Lachlan. Yes. She, it's I, I, actually, I actually think women, women yes. who are good in business yes. are better than men. Yes. Now, not many men will tell you that. I'm with you. But I will agree, I've had people who worked with me in my past life yeah. who were women and they could do more things than, than men could do. If you want the job done, you say, can you sort that out yeah. for me? They've just got that built-in thing with them. That True, I totally agree. Yeah. And in fact, within certain um, um, business, that other businesses I've been involved with and certain boards, I have always found that there are, you know, it's, I don't know if I, don't know if I just get on better with women, Drew, than men, but I yeah. totally agree. I, I think you, you get certain, certain women yeah. are just so, so good at multitasking, multitasking. and just yes and yeah. doing and like here that's where I try to trying to play the whole balance act here that we're not being derogatory towards men. But look, I do I have found in my own person this is my own opinion, my yeah. own personal experience, um, that many of the chief execs that I have employed or I have been on the um the board to employ yeah. Yeah. have been the strongest candidate has been a female yeah. and that is look that's only my opinion i'm not trying to cause any issues no 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 well if you, yes I, if you look around the world there's a lot of powerful women in the world I, I, where, I agree where 25 years ago there wouldn't have been yeah i, I totally, so I totally give agree. them a chance and then they, let's see what they can do uh because at the minute in back at handling as you know that's our company yes uh we were trying to do something uh Lucy and Darren's putting something together to try and recruit females into back at Hamden wow, to buy okay. the franchise. Yes. Because we only have got one female at the minute. Yes. Because they don't have to be all the time in the business with us. Yes. They can be part time looking after their kids which, as well. Which, which suits, yeah, suits a female that is a seven one, whatever, yes. Which suits a female as well. And look, I think, yes, but in no way is there sexism involved here. No, that's, no. It's, this is just real world. That's the, the real that's world. The, that's the real world. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm a huge advocate. 
for uh, females in business and I, I help promote a lot of them. And Drew, one of the things that I have also noticed, see in the motivational circuit, um, particularly in Northern Ireland, and even look back to the um, to the event that you and I met at, uh -huh. I actually think it might have been a 50-50 split. Hold on to think here. But anyway, I do find that within the motivational circuit, and there are more females out there trying to motivate others they are. than there are men, they which are. is wonderful. Yeah. Because you, you you know you think of what some um, ladies and girls have had to go through because obviously with their the changes in their body and having children yeah. you know in my opinion Drew they do get a harder time as a human being than men do let's call it spade the, spade we're on to the women's <laughs> women's today <laughs> yes uh, so I'm going to say to every every lady out there who's yeah. listening uh, you can get up get out I get at it yeah I honestly I just I I, I, think, I think they are doing it and I think it's great Drew for me being a father of two girls too you know I, I think it's a wonderful world that the world has definitely changed over the last 40 50 years yeah and we still always need to work on that equality thing but yeah I just I'm a massive advocate for girls I think they're brilliant in, in all aspects so so whatever ladies are listening to this podcast if you want to get to back at Hamlet just email Drew at backathamlet.com because <laughs> yes. we are wanting to recruit females into the company wonderful now a young guy a young lady starting off in business and a young entrepreneur what advice would you give to them i know you're a young man yourself yeah. but you've been through quite a bit you've, yeah. you've achieved a lot of stuff in your early career so what advice would you give to them starting a business wanting to go out on their own not being having the pension with the civil service yeah. being self-employed all the things that comes with it what would be a couple of little tips you give to them well i think first things first you need to do a thing called due diligence you need to make that decision that you can make it work okay and again for me it comes to writing things down writing down your financial vacations with your family and with your life in general writing down what you want to achieve and whether you the the vocation you're going to go into your 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 new business is going to be able to sustain that because one of the things that number one ruins businesses from the very very start you can have the best idea in the world to see if you go out there and you can't pay your bills yeah and i don't just mean the bills of the business i mean your bills your personal yeah. bills then it's not going to get kicked off the ground so my first aspect would be do your due diligence if you can make a solid business case and you can get funding and you can you know you can make the numbers work and uh, my second a bit of advice would be to go for it and give it everything don't go into anything just half um, half-hearted you need to own it you need to be married to it and mm -hmm. um, you know I'm, I'm actually helping a guy at the minute that's going to be opening a restaurant and um, we were discussing actually just yesterday because he's he's not married or anything at that at the minute um, and he was asking me about my life and saying Christian what's it like you're married you've got the kids you've got the house line guy this is, this is great and I love it but see when you open your restaurant that's your wife right to yeah. see that business you need to be married to that business until that business is self-sufficient mm -hmm. enough that you can go and step away from it so my advice would be you gotta you number one you gotta be there you gotta make it work so do your due diligence you know give it your all and number three this could this could sound completely contradictory due to what i just said but you need to be able to relax as well you need to be able to switch off so yes you need to be in your business you need to be working on it but there has to be an element where you can let your body decompress 
Um, for me, a lot of things that ruins businesses and, and guys that I speak to and guys that I help out is they put so much pressure on themselves. They get this thing called compression. I call it business compression, where the only thing they can think about is the business and it just engulfs their entire world. Mm-hmm. That's no good either. Yeah. You need to be able to find the balance and you need to be able to decompress and find something that you do that gets your head out of it. Because say you have a bad Sunday, see if you don't decompress, you're not gonna have a good Monday. No. Whereas I think you need to be able to switch off on a Sunday afternoon, relax, let everything go, and then you start Monday fresh and you get up and you get out and you get at it. Well, what you've said is so true and it's it's very fresh but even 30 years ago mm-hmm. i actually tried to live my life the way you just said because i remember my business was financial services i think i've told you that yes but then i came into into property 21 22 years ago and the first thing i did was i said look if i'm going to work at this to try to build a company i have to live the lifestyle that i want to live as well yes so for me to relax back in the early days, we bought a villa. Now, I'm not trying to punt here to yeah. sell property, but I bought a villa. I never worked on a Friday in my life. Never. Every Thursday night, I got a plane, be it easy jet. I went to the villa with my wife, my kids, friends of mine, came back on Sunday, totally motivated on Monday morning to take on the world again. Love now, that. you don't have to do that, but you have to step back and smell the coffee. That's yes. the bottom line yes. to it all. Here's the secret in that. Once you do that, your brain actually works better on the Monday morning. Yes. And you're focused more because you're enjoying the st- your kids, your family, your wife, your swimming, your whatever you want to do, golf, whatever you play. And then you get out of that and you say, look, uh, I'm back to work again. And you work a lot harder. I mean, I had people who worked six days, seven days a week mm. and they didn't do as well because their head was always in the muck. Yeah. They have to get out of the muck, enjoy themselves, and it's not all about money. You know I keep talking Correct. about that. Yes, it's not right. all about making money, it's yeah. about enjoying your lifestyle. Money, nobody's gonna do it without it, but enjoy it and give a little away to other people who maybe don't have just as much. Yes. So that's, I mean, you're a young man, you're what, 30 more 37. years no, 30 younger than me, maybe 30, more. 30, no, yeah. uh, so, those two bits of nuggets or three three things you've said is very good for a, a young entrepreneur starting yes. off in business. Uh, so to finish, two questions. Yes. Number one, what's next for Chris Suter? Right, well next at the minute, Drew, I'm working on a family, just to, to this actually, this works in well with what you've just said there, a family um, retreat, if you think of it that way. I am... Um, obsessed with Donegal, number one as a county, number two as uh, the people, the place I got married in Donegal, um, I, I'm a member of a golf club up in Donegal and a place called Rossapenna and um, yeah so at the minute I am working, well I'm not going to actually say, I have, I have purchased a property in Donegal, Brilliant. yes, well okay. Done. so I'm just working through the, the legals and stuff like that at the minute, so my soul um, again, actually, Drew, see to come back to what we said this start. See, whenever I get something in my sights, I concentrate on it and I make it happen, right? So see, for those two weeks, I was going to be a DJ. Yeah. Every single minute of my day when I wasn't in work or whatever, I was thinking about how do, how do I make it happen, right? Yeah. So one of the things I'm going to do, and that's what I say, is I get the blinkers on. So at the minute, Drew, in the past six months, I have only had blinkers for my Donegal house, mm-hmm. right? And I've got, I've got there and I've had to work my ass off and 
yeah. through lots of deals and lots of different things to make this happen. But Drew, I've made it happen. Because that's the goes in a straight line. No, and let me tell you, can I tell you how it came to be? Right, this is a great story if I've found for it. So, you know what I mean? Some things are just meant to be. Yeah. And like, these things happen to me, Drew, all the time, which is why I know that they're just meant to be. Um, I was bidding on a property at the start of the year, and I only had a certain finite number of money that I was able to, able to, uh, um, able to raise to buy my house from Donegal. And I got outbid, and the house ended up going for double what I was bidding. So it went way out of my league. Yeah. And houses up there more or less doubled within a very short space of time mm-hmm. with due to stay-at-home vacations and stuff. So I actually had thought through for about a month, month and a half that I wasn't going to be able to fulfill my dream of owning a place in Donegal, okay? Because it just market priced me out of it. Yeah. But over lockdown, whenever lockdowns opened up again, um, a little bit, you were allowed to go to drive-in cinemas. Mm-hmm. I took, I just decided one afternoon to take the afternoon off and take my kids. Now we hear that how random this is, right? I just randomly decided to take my kids to a drive-in cinema one afternoon, right? When I got down to the um, the cinema and we're watching the whatever it was, Cars Two on the TV, it was great. Um, at one point in that afternoon, I randomly decided to get out and go and get my kids ice cream, right? So I randomly got out and I walked down to um, the ice cream truck. So I was therefore there at a random day, at a random time, standing beside a random punter buying ice cream. And we happened to kick off a bit of a conversation talking about whatever's going on and etc. etc. And I was saying, oh, I'm just back from Donegal, I'm trying to buy a place up there, but I can't afford it and blah, blah, blah. And he just randomly said to me that his boss had a place in Donegal. And I just randomly asked, and I said, well, here, give your boss a ring, see if he'd sell it. And he says to me, think he would and he made a phone call Drew and the boss sold me his house and that's the house you bought and that's the house that I bought yeah those random series of events yeah that have got me to this position now you know I don't know what's going on out there and if there's other powers that be that, that are working but for that to happen in that order and for me to now I will own that. By the end of November here, I will own that house. Okay, so we're going through legals and stuff at the minute, so it's all, it's all going to happen. It's just, that stuff blows my mind, Drew. And, but you know what? See, whenever I was priced out of the market, I never gave up. I'm, I was on property.ie and the, all those things yeah. every single night looking for, just waiting for a property to pop up within my price budget. Yeah. And every night, there wasn't one there. Yeah. But see, the next night, yeah. I did it again. Yeah. And it wasn't there. See, the next night, I did it again. And it wasn't there. And I did this for about a month and a half yeah. until looking I had it. that conversation yeah. with that guy having an ice cream. I've got to kind of not change the subject, but yes. I'm going to give you an answer to what you yes. said, hopefully, to help. I remember years ago, Buying a book. Now, you're saying I don't know what's up there and all that. Yes, because you know you and I have discussed that I'm not religious in any no, sort no, of way. No, no, it's not yes, even yeah. a matter about being religious. You know, it's not even being that. The book was called "Let Go and Let God." Yes. Good Sometimes nice, it's a fantastic book. Let go, let God. Yeah. Things has happened in my life which I never thought would happen. Yes. And sometimes when you step back and stop trying to do it yourself all the time. Yes. Some unknown reason, but you're kind of you know trying to grab what is that? Okay, I find what it is, but yes. you, know, you will too. You'll find out that uh, there's somebody on your side, yes. and there's somebody on everybody's side. So step back a little bit from what you're trying to do. Let it happen. You have to make it happen. Yes, I don't disagree with you. But when things you know have tried everything, don't give up. Yes. Don't ever give up because somehow something will happen 
because two things number one you tried everything you could yes so when you try everything you can and it doesn't work i mean my mum i think i said this at the talk my mum had a great saying and she always said to me drew you do your best and god will do the rest that's just how I live my life yeah, but yeah. it's a good saying yeah. so I want you to take that on board yeah. and 20 years from now if something happens just remember <laughs> you do your best and it's going to happen yeah. so you know that's a great story so you've got your first property you, you yes. want it in Donegal so that's my, that's my goal of this that's year goal. yes that's my goal at the yeah. minute is, is to get the property in Donegal and um, for a number of different reasons Do number one selfishly for me I, I, I just want I want to be up there I yeah. want to retire that's up there be. I want to be up there right yeah um, for my wife and kids, Nicola loves the place too. Okay, yeah. she wouldn't be as into it as I am, but she she loves it enough that she will come up with me and yeah. spend a lot of her life up there. The kids love it because it's got beaches and it's just it's just yeah. oh, it's I just, know Russell Penna. You know it, I yes, know. Yeah. Darnings, It's just gorgeous. Um, and uh, num- number two, do I'm trying to not that I'm trying to be more than trying to look further on into my my life, but I'm I'm setting up my life now while I can to try and make my future next 30 years of being in business a little bit easier, yeah. okay? And I don't know if this is right or it's wrong because it might almost dilute my drive as I get older, but I want to retire up there. Yeah. So I'm still working with this in my head at the minute, Drew, is I'm going to own it now, I'm only 38, but I'm looking to move and live there when I'm 65 or 70 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But then I look at you, Drew. I yeah. then look at you and I think I said this at the event, I want to be like you. <laughs> right, so maybe I won't retire and I won't give it up, Drew. This is now actually from meeting you has, has really kind of changed my aspect on things, right? Mm-hmm. So there was me trying to get myself to a level of, right, I need to own a property up there. I need to have enough investments and enough money and enough pensions and enough savings so that I can pack up at 65, move to Donegal, buy the kids a house and live happily ever after. I'm now starting to think maybe that isn't where I'm going to... I might be living up in Donegal, oh, yeah. but I might still be working. I might be doing a Drew Beckett, yeah, and I might be getting up, getting out, getting at it every day. Correct. Do you know? Because Drew, I do. I see a youth in you uh-huh. that I want to. I'm thinking how I want to be, and I said this to you: how I want to be when I'm your age. Okay, not that we're going to discuss that, but I want to be like you, Drew. Mm-hmm. And maybe this whole journey, Drew, that I have planned out, maybe it's going to change next year. Yeah. See if it does. I'm excited about it. Changing. Exactly. No matter what comes your way, and I appreciate what you've said there, yeah. you'll certainly be a lot more successful than I have been, but it's not even about the success, it's about me. Do I just want to be a pine after you in the bank account and I'll be happy? Yeah. I moved at 52 <laughs> to live in Spain yes. with a beautiful villa. Yes. I actually just got bored a little Yes, bit. you told me this. Yes. And I, I, mean, I, I tell everybody, I'm not telling a lie here, yeah. that's fact. But that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy myself. I yeah. do enjoy myself. and. Uh, but the drive that I would have now is to try to, even at my age, is to try to get back at Hamlet to leave a legacy yes. behind for other young entrepreneurs who's going to be successful in real estate. Okay? Because yes. it's a great industry to be in. Yes. Very rewarding if you're, if you're good at it, very rewarding. But there's a lot of time to put into it. And your partner, your wife, needs to be behind you when you're doing it. Because there yeah. days you don't see that yeah. the kids, yeah. all the things you've gone through. But that, to me, is just the same with any entrepreneur. They have to realise we're a little bit different, I have to tell you. Because, you know, if I'm sick, I don't get anything. If you're sick, you don't get anything. And the world needs all different types of people. They need employees, they need people like yourself, 
so my final question to you, and it's asked everybody as long as I ask them the same thing, because I like to know. What is your why? What's my why? God. My why is to be happy and content. Now, you could argue that happiness and contentment are the same, but for me, happiness and contentment are slightly different. Happiness for me is something short-term that, that can be chosen, as I said, right? Contentment for me is something longer-term. And my why is by me, it's like I, I'm in like a, like a, um, like a recurring circle, I don't know how to, usually it's in a derogatory term use a vicious circle, but in a, like in a, a self-perpetuating environment, which is where I make people smile every day and they mm. make me smile back. Mm -hmm. And that's my why. And okay. there's my contentment. Right? And that's your contentment. Yes. Yeah. For other people. Because again, not that I'm trying to be uber, ultra, unselfish, you know, no, I get yeah. Value from that, true, and this is what people yeah. don't see. Because people come and ask me, Chris, why do you do all that? You know, why do you, why do you waste your time? Because I would get a wee bit of trolling and stuff online with people giving off at me and calling yeah. me names and all that kind of stuff. Because they sometimes they just don't believe. Number one, that someone can be so happy all the time. Number two, why is somebody doing it without trying with a hidden agenda? I have no hidden agenda. Yeah. I, I'm quite honest with my agenda. My agenda is I make you smile, you make me smile. Uh -huh. You know, and that's. That's my why, Drew. Well, the one thing I've noticed about you, I met you at that event, and I said to Gary, who runs that event yes. called Think Network, uh, I remember saying, Gary, I went to the shop to see him, and he's identical to what he was there. So to me, that's a real person. It's not when I go on stage, I do this, but off yeah. stage, you know, I, I go home and I, yeah, and you call him, I you do call different him things. Yeah. No, you're, what you see is what you, do, you get. You get the same me all the time. That's right. Now, dude, that's not to say that I don't have off days. No, no. Because again, do. you know, there's, there's the odd day that something is just, and again, I, I maybe don't, I never, I never approach life feeling sorry for myself. That's one thing yeah. I, I have to admit, I don't do that. I might just be less enthusiastic some days, yeah. but in general, yeah. I'm always very enthusiastic. Well, Sig Ziglar put it a great way, a great motivational speaker. He said that positivity doesn't do everything, but it does an awful lot more than negativity. Yes, it does. So that's where I see you, Chris. I mean, that's why I was asking, uh, you know, what's your next step? Yeah. I could see you being still working in your shop, yeah. doing the suits, but a motivational speaker. Yeah. Going around doing things that you want to do, not just always for money, but you have something to say to people. And I would encourage you. Okay, yeah, yeah. To get yourself up and at it, but motivationally speak. But you have to put a lot of time into that because you, you have to get yeah. good you have to get good stories to tell. Yes. And the truer they are, the more effective they'll be. Yes. So experience comes with that. And then you get up and then you deliver what you have to deliver because you're very good at delivering yeah. the, the message. And you'll get people, and who knows, somebody could be sitting at the back having the worst day they've ever had. Yes. And they'll walk out of there saying, I can now get up and get at it. Yeah. Because of what you said. So that's where I think part of your life going right. forward will, yeah, will, will be doing that. I think you're right. You know, and look, one of the things that is great about social media is you have this two way. Um, this this two-way medium, which is yeah. messages, right? You've got this message. You've got a messaging service, and Drew, some of the messages I get from people just literally break your heart. 
Yeah. And they warm your heart. And they're telling about how bad things are and how this and they've done that and this has happened to them. And then they start, it starts to change. Goes, but Chris, by watching your videos every day or by calling in to see you in the shop yesterday, you have changed my life around. And I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's not that I'm setting out with that intently. That just seems to be a byproduct of what I do. All I want is for someone to smile through. I, I just kind of, I just kind of set my sight. I don't set my sights. I'm not going out to try and change people's lives, right? Even though it does, I just want to make them smile. Because see the see the minute you can make someone smile, they can do anything. And I want to put, I want to empower people to change themselves. Yeah, that's what they have to do. That's what they have to do. I can't take you by the hand and do the rest. So I just try and make them laugh, make them smile, and give them that wee mantra of get up, get out, get at it, and hopefully. It's helping people out there, Drew, because it helps me. Okay, well, you've certainly brought a smile to my face and you've brought a little bit of sunshine into the office today as well. So I want to thank you a lot because you're a busy guy. You're doing many, many things, as we know, and more likely other stuff we haven't even covered. So I'll get you back again for another podcast Anytime, I would at some that. stage just to see how your, how your journey is uh, in your career and your family and everybody else. So thanks very much for coming on board. Pleasure, and, uh I look forward to speaking to you again. Look forward to seeing you again. And one thing I just want to say, and I, and I said it before, Drew, if I am as fit and as well and as healthy and as invigorating and enthusiastic as you are, I'll do. I'll have done all right. Okay. So that's the truth. Thanks very much. Can you see it?